Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. So let's read um, Joshua 1, the first nine verses. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, who had served Moses. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you and all the people prepare to cross over the Jordan to the land I'm giving the Israelites. I have given you every place where the sole of your foot treads, just as I promised Moses. Your territory will be from the wilderness and Lebanon to the great Euphrates River, all the land of the Hittites, and west to the Mediterranean Sea. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. I will be with you, just as I was with Moses. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you will distribute the land I swore to their forefathers to give them as an inheritance. Above all, above all, be strong and very courageous to carefully observe the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you will have success wherever you go. This book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to recite it day and night, so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. Haven't I commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Doesn't get much more encouraging than that, does it? And um, I don't know about you, but I kind of have little words or phrases that uh, are in my thinking about different books of the Bible. Ephesians is just a fantastic description of the church. And and for Joshua, it's that phrase, be strong and courageous, kind of of synonymous with with the whole book. And um, and this phrase, we we, we read it three times there. It comes up again in the very last words of chapter 1. And Joshua Joshua was spoken those exact same words twice more in Deuteronomy 31, which is when um, Moses' death is is being predicted and outlined and what will happen. And Joshua is told then that he will pick up the mantle and he's to be strong and courageous. And Israel as a nation are told in in Deuteronomy 31 to be strong and courageous. So this phrase is everywhere, peppering this whole transition And elsewhere in the scriptures, on about a dozen other occasions, this same phrase is used, be strong and courageous. The words are fascinating. The the, the word for strong, it means to grow strong, to get stronger, to be firm, to to be constant. And um, the other word, courageous, it means to be bold, to be alert, to be of good courage, steadfast, to fortify brilliant words, to be strong and be courageous. And I just want to say at the start of this morning, 
how we read a passage like that will, it will literally determine your whole outlook and way of life. Do you read that as an historical statement to Joshua, or do you read it as a personal mandate to you? Be strong and courageous. Is this a historical novel? Or is it the Word of God to us here and now? And is it the Word of God to you here and now? And over these last few weeks, just thinking about um, last Sunday and this Sunday, the Lord in, in lots of quite funny ways has been making to me really clear this is a word he has for us right now. We're to be strong and courageous. So I'd just like really simply to just uh, expand that a little bit and, and just uh, say why and how. Why we must be strong and courageous. Why this is a word for us now and, and something of how we are strong, how we are courageous. So first of all, we're to be strong and courageous because, you're to be strong and courageous because your time has come. Your time has come. Those first couple of verses, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, who'd served Moses. Moses, my servant is dead. Now you and all the people prepare to cross over the Jordan to the land I'm giving the Israelites. The whole context of this passage is a time of change and transition. And Moses, this huge, towering figure, this outstanding leader of this nation from the ages of 80 to 120, what a time to reach the prime of your life, folks. Anybody past that 80 threshold? Hands up, nice and be bold, be strong. <laughs> Who's part, who, who is in the octogenarian phase? Praise God. This can be the best time ever. This is the context, this, this time of change when, when Moses, who's led them out of Egypt, has now died and Joshua must now lead them into Canaan, the promised land, the place of all God's goodness. And it's as if, as if the word to Joshua is, Joshua, your time has come. And to the people, people, your time has come. It's a time of change, but it's good change. Because this change is about progress and advance. This is a time in which these people's dreams are about to be fulfilled. The pace is about to speed up. Rapid progress is about to, to kick in. And if, you, if you're already you know, into this book and maybe at the end of this book, you'll see that's the case. Things start to accelerate rapidly now. The prophetic promises over this people are about to be pressed home. God, God was never wrong in what he said. God had promised these things, but the time to press them home, see them fulfilled, is, is dawning upon these people. They're about to experience a new kind of action, a whole new kind of living, a whole new warfare. 
a new engagement with enemies, and a new conquest, and a new invasion, and a new territory, a new taste of victory. In other words, it is for these people a quantum shift. They're going into something new. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Dreams about to be fulfilled. Pace about to speed up. Rapid progress about to kick in. Prophetic promises about to be pressed home. A new kind of action. A new kind of warfare. A new engagement with enemies. But a new conquest. A new invasion. A new territory. A new taste of victory. A quantum shift. The territory is about to expand. And the word to Joshua is that it will be from the wilderness to the riverbanks. From what's dry to what is lush. From wildflowers to bursting banks. And it's going to be north and south and east and west. There'll be new places. Promised places. In fact, he says, everywhere you tread. Everywhere you tread, I'm giving to you. And so... In that context, they are to be, Joshua is to be, the people are to be strong and courageous. They must grow strong. They must get stronger. They must be strengthened and fortified and emboldened so that they can overcome enemies, so that they can defeat every obstacle, starting with crossing a river. We'll come back to that. And possessing the land. This is their time. The prep is over. The waiting is over. The wandering is over. Now is their time. I don't know about you, but I know this is our time. In this time. In this place. In our context. In our shift, we must be strong and courageous because our government is in disarray. Our culture is in meltdown. Our towns and villages are in great need. Our neighbors are open, hungry, ready, thirsty. And it is indeed time for us to arise and be love, and be light, and be life. This is our time. But, as I heard somebody say yesterday, the clock is ticking. This is your time, but the clock is ticking. This is our time, but that time is always getting less and less and less. We do not need lots more prep we don't need loads more training. Training's great. Equipping is essential. But, you know, to sit here and think we need loads more of it is not true. We do have what we need. And if it's not now, then when is it? If it's not here, then where is it? The clock is ticking. Is there anybody in this room who is getting older? I did think Marjorie used to kind of defy that a little bit. Defy that essential law. The clock is ticking. The, the allotted time for every one of us in this room is getting less. It, well, it's not getting... The allotted time is being used up. 
When are you going to do what you dream of doing? David. All of us. Let's not store up regrets. This is our time. But the clock is ticking. Sarah said this morning, where are these weeks going? Where are these months going? It's June. We're halfway through the year, folks. The clock is ticking. This is our time. But the clock is ticking. If not now, when? If not here, where? If not us, who? The clock is ticking. It's a time of change and things have shifted. But wonderful new possibilities and opportunities lie ahead of us. This is our time and we must be strong and courageous. We must be strong and courageous. We can be strong and courageous because God is with us. Amen. Joshua 1 verse 9. Haven't I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Why? For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He said exactly the same in Deuteronomy 31. Be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified or afraid of them. For it's the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. It's true for us. That wasn't just true for Joshua. It's true for us. He's with us. He's with you. Jesus said at the end of, at the end of Matthew's Gospel, well, he didn't say it at the end of Matthew's Gospel. He said it, and Matthew records it at the end of his Gospel. He said, all authority has been given to me. Why? Because I've risen from the dead. I've, I've overcome every demon, every enemy, every power and principality. I've, I've overcome all of them. My name is above every name. I have all authority, he said, and I'm sending you. And I'm with you always to the end of the age. To the end of the... That literally means all the days I'm with you. All the remaining days in the allotted time. All the days that are ticking by one after the other after the other. will be seven less this time next week. But he's with us in all of them. With us every one of those days. I am with you. It's, they're just four words. But they change everything, don't they? I am with you. They transform our outlook. They totally determine our mindset, our approach, our attitude to life and to mission. I am with you. The Father is with us to help us live creatively. The Son is with us to minister love and compassion through us. And folks, the, the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, I'm not leaving you as orphans. I'm sending my Spirit to be with you. He's with us. He's with us to give us the most incredible advantage known to anybody. Do you, do you ever go to work and consider the fact that, that the Father is with you and the Son is in you and he's given his spirit to live in you 
And if only all your colleagues knew what an, I won't say an unfair advantage, but what an advantage we have, folks. An advantage in work, an advantage in life, an advantage in our communities. We, we, we have access to supernatural powers. We don't live in three dimensions. We live, in, we live as we were designed to live, in, in, in other dimensions as well. I wouldn't even say four. We live in, in many dimensions. What an awesome advantage. We're never alone. We're never powerless. God is with us. We can be strong and courageous. In the Psalms, you hear King David saying this, wait for the Lord, be strong and courageous. Wait for the Lord. We can wait for him. We can be strong and courageous while we wait for him because his timing is perfect. Wait for the Lord. Don't, don't rush ahead. Wait for the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait with the Lord. Be strong and courageous. This is our time. And God is with us. God is with you. He's with you today. He's with you tomorrow. He's with you at home. He's with you at school or at college. He's with you in work. He's going to be with you when you're asked about your weekend. What did you do over the weekend? He's going to be with you when a colleague tells you this week they're sick. He's going to be with you when a, when a friend tells you he's struggling with anxiety. Wherever you are, Whoever you're with, whatever day or time it is, whatever situation you're in, I am with you. Therefore, nothing is impossible. Nothing is too hard. Nothing is outside his, his, his never-ending compassion. Therefore, you and I carry life, carry life, carry love, because he is with us. Hallelujah. Who's happy? He's with us. What an advantage, folks. This is the life we were born to live. God with us. But then again, that is, that is number one, isn't it? He's with us. We can be strong and courageous because he's with us. But a close second, or maybe a distant second, is we're with you. We're with you. You can be strong and courageous because we are with you. Back in Deuteronomy 31, verse 7. Moses then summoned Joshua and said to him, in the sight of all Israel, I, I, I love that description, of the, the, the sort of awesomeness of it. Joshua... Hundreds of thousands of people are trying to listen without the benefit of amplification or anything like that. And, and so Mo, Moses summons Joshua, calls Joshua, and in the sight of all Israel, he says to him, be strong and courageous. I don't know what Joshua's thinking at this time. After, after six times of being told to be strong and courageous. What he begins to anticipate, I don't know. Be strong and courageous, for you will go with this people into the land I swore to give to them. Be strong and courageous, friends, because we are with you. 
we are with you. I dread to think where I would be if it wasn't for the people I've been with. I dread to think where I would be if it wasn't for the people I am with. For my brothers and sisters, my friends, my, my um, family, for those who've gone before, for Bryn, for Kerry, for Ted and Esther, where would I be, where would I be if I hadn't spent that time with Ron? In my early Christian life, being asked to be part of a group with Ron where he began to disciple us, where would I be without that? Where would I be without Deborah? Totally all over the place, that is for sure. Where would, I, where would I be without Steve Peake and the time we were in eldership together and, and the friendship that's endured? Where would I be without Stefan, who from the, from the day I got saved and joined that church in Leicester was, was at the front leading us in worship? We love you, Jesus. Where would I be without you, Steph? Where would I be without Andrew? What a brother. What a friend. What a prophetic friend he's been to me. Where would you be? Where would you be without us? Where would you be without me? Where would you be without the elders? Where would you be without the people I've mentioned? But we're with you. I've been inspired and encouraged and challenged and and confronted and reprimanded and and adjusted by probably all those people I've mentioned, except Deborah. (laughs) Well, the last bits, all the first bits, of course. And you have a similar story. A great crowd of people are on your side. People that are here, people that have gone before us, plus an angelic realm we can only begin to imagine. A little bit later in this story, Joshua is going to meet the commander of the army of the Lord. And he's going to take his shoes off because he's standing on holy ground. There's stories in the Bible, there's one in 2 Kings 6 of of Elisha just praying, Lord, would you open my servant's eyes? Because because the natural army seems vast, but when the man's eyes are opened, and he sees the angelic realm, God, there are so many more with us than with them. In 2 Chronicles 32, Hezekiah says to his commanders, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged because... Because of the king, before the king of Assyria, before the large army that's with him, for there are more with us than with him. There are more with you. There are more with you. Be strong and courageous because you're part of this church. It's a great church. And we are cheering you on. We are for you. We want the best for you. We're rooting for you. Actually, we're depending on you. So take strength. Take courage. Take your place. You know, the first time you do something um, in and amongst God's people is, is, is always the hardest. Well done, Patrick, for leading us in worship today. Great job. You know, it takes bravery to move in a gift of the Spirit. It takes bravery, courage, strength to lead, to lead this many people in worship. 
It takes courage to lay your hands on the sick for the first time. It takes courage to to read the Scriptures out loud and, and bring an exhortation. It takes courage. It takes courage and bravery and strength to share your testimony with your workmates. It takes something to lead a life group. It takes something to plant a church, to move house for the kingdom. It takes some bravery to invite a friend to a breakfast. But we're here for you. And we're rooting for you. And and one one of the in phrases at the moment, isn't it, is the new normal. Something becomes a new normal. You do it once, you do it twice, suddenly it becomes the new normal. And we're rooting for you. We're with you. We are with you. So be strong and courageous. Joshua 1, verse 1 says, Moses, my servant, is dead. But verse 5, uh, verse 1, yep. Now you and all these people. 2 Samuel 2, verse 7. This is concerning King David. It says, Therefore, be strong and courageous, for though Saul is dead, the house of Judah has anointed me king over them. As I was thinking about these things, I just feel I need to say this. God never leaves his people uncovered. That's never his plan. Moses was dead, but Joshua was there. Saul uh, was, was gone, but David is there. A little bit later, we're, we're going to read David. His time is over, but Solomon is there. God never leaves his people uncovered. He always provides secure leadership especially in times of change. But secure leaders flow well together so the whole church can function as it should. Insecure leaders compete and criticize and defend their little territories and try and control activity or restrict movement or hold things too tightly But secure leaders know their strengths, know their limitations, value, therefore, value teamwork, and will release people, and will stand back when they need to, or step forward when they need to. And I want to say, God has given this house secure leadership. He's given us apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, biblical elders, biblical deacons, our leaders are secure, and therefore all of us are secure. It's a tremendous blessing, and, and it's, it's, not, um, it's not unique, but it's not as common as it should be, and I just want to encourage you, under this strong covering, you're released and empowered to be strong and courageous. For some people, The word to you is this, Moses is dead, now you. And sometimes we have to recognize that something in the past has had its day, is dead, is behind me physically, emotionally, the impact it has on me, that is the past, but now I can embrace 
a strong, secure, courageous new environment to know, folks, we are with you. We're with you. Amen? Amen. And then there's another thing. Well, there's two more, actually. There's probably many more, but... (laughs) Be strong and courageous because... Because, and this is where I guess it starts to really find an arrowhead. Because you are destined to lead others. You are destined to lead others. This is where it has to be a personal mandate, folks. You are destined. Joshua is told, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land. Then he's told again, he's told in Deuteronomy 31, uh, be strong and courageous because you will bring the Israelites into the land. And I just want to think about those two words. You will lead people. You will bring people. The land represented the goodness of God, the promise of God, the place God had for them. You will lead people. You will bring people into the good things God has for them. You will bring people. You will lead people. Charlie, you're going to come through this so tough time ready, more ready than ever, to lead and bring people into the goodness that's filled your heart and brought you through. You'll lead people. You'll bring people into the good things God has for us. Charlie and Svanil are making their home here amongst us. Is that official? It is now. We're blessed by that. Oops. The cat is out of the bag. You will bring others. Just would you turn to your neighbor, and and sincerely, not as a gimmick, not as a wake-up, Nobody needs that, do they? But, but just literally, just to say, in all sincerity, you are born to lead others into the good things of God. Yeah, say it. We mean it. I think... I think this is the most pressing the most pressing, urgent thing for us right now. This has to be where where all the rest of it finds the arrowhead. We have to bring others. We have to lead others into the good things God's got for us. The clock is ticking. And we have to turn this church inside out because there is a world to be turned upside down but first we must be turned inside out all the good things we enjoy must be on the outside not on the inside not just on the inside the clock is ticking we're good at acts 2 but we're not so good at acts 3 but we've got to stay in mission mode We have to keep our mindset, our approach fixed in this mission that we're called to. 
we did not get saved and immediately taken to heaven. If eternity with God was all our salvation was about, that would have been what happened, folks. But we didn't. We're here on earth. We have an allotment of time. Praise God, that is our eternal destiny. But, but there's something temporal. There's something here and now. And it's not just about our Sunday mornings. It's about our church being turned inside out. All that we enjoy on the inside. Being on the outside as well. Outward facing people. (laughs) I know, I know. You and me, together. Cheering each other on. Believing in each other. Rooting for each other. Believing. I believe you're here to bring people to Christ. I want you to believe that about me as well. My friends, my family, my workmates, your, your coffee buddies, your dog-walking friends, at the shops, at work, at school, in the gym. Others. I, I don't want to give any false impressions. You're designed. You're designed. You're designed to bring people into the good things of God. God is with you. And so are we. So be strong and courageous. What does all that look like? What you've heard me describe this stuff many times. It means we let the Holy Spirit live His powerful, compassionate, warm and welcoming life through us. Amen? It means we let the Holy Spirit live His powerful, compassionate, warm and welcoming life through us. He lives in us, not to be confined within us. He lives within us to seep out of us in His love and His power and His compassion. He lives in us to make Himself known through us. It means we step up and we speak out when we need to, but we're firm and we're secure. It means I've got to take some more risks. Share my story more frequently. Lay my hands on the sick because if there's one method, it's not a method, if there's one action, if there's on, there is only one thing I can find in here, it's like a tool of evangelism. It's laying hands on the sick and seeing them recover. And if we all, if we all laid our hands once this week, that's 300 Hands laid on people. We're 600, really. Just do the maths. Yeah. 300 times two. It means we invite people to encounter Jesus. And I don't just mean invite them to a gathering. I mean you invite them to encounter Jesus through you. At the desk. In your lounge. Invite people to encounter Jesus. It means we express compassion and generosity and kindness. It means we relax, be ourselves, and let people encounter Jesus. This opening section of chapter 1 is is like a parallel with Acts chapter 1. As... um, as the Lord outlines the steps, well, some of the steps they'll take. This will be your territory. 
You're going to go here and there and everywhere. You get to Acts chapter 1, it's the same. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. Here, there, everywhere. And what follows in the book of Joshua, again, is a parallel with the book of Acts as they, as they start to invade and take over and, 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 and possess this land just like the early church do in the book of Acts. It's a program of advance, of, of conquest, of, of invasion. It's from the heart of the nation to the ends of the earth. It's every place where they put their feet. It's time for an invasion. And folks, this is our time for our invasion. Everyone active, everyone playing their part, all hands on deck, all hands to the plow. The clock is ticking. If it's not going to be tomorrow, when's it going to be? If it's not this week, then when? I think we've got to, all of us, we've got to be be way more alert. Chris mentioned hearing the harvest language. Let's attune our ears afresh. Harvest language is, is, is audible all around us. God's planned success for us, folks. Did you remember, hear that word in, in that passage we read? You will be successful. As you, as you obey every instruction, don't, don't disregard these things. This really matters. For us, it's the Word and the Spirit. It's every instruction in the Word. It's every instruction in the Spirit. God is going to give us success as beautiful churches are built with us and through us and, and by us, folks. God is going to give us great success. Be strong and courageous. You do have what it takes. But maybe you need to cross a river, an obstacle, a seemingly insurmountable difficulty. Maybe that is in your mind, most probably is. Maybe that's in your memories. Maybe that's in, in some wrong thinking. But the truth will set us free. We have to cross into the truth that God has for us. God's planned success for us. Let's get ready to cross over into all the good things God has for us. Cross that river. Bridge that gap. Get over that obstacle in in, within you or in your mind or in your past or in your thoughts get around that barrier we can do this and the fifth and last thing I want to say is this be strong and courageous because bravery is in your DNA bravery is in your DNA I'm glad the doctor likes this because this is not meant to be a biological point Bravery is in your DNA. Listen to this. Joshua 1 verses 5 and the end of 6. I'll be with you just as I was with Moses. So be strong and courageous. There's another passage in in 1 Kings chapter 2 where it says this. As the time approached for David to die, he instructed his son Solomon. As for me, I'm going the way of all the earth. Be strong and courageous like a man and keep your obligation to the Lord your God to walk in his ways and keep his statutes, commands, ordinances and decrees. This is written in the law of Moses so that you will have success in everything you do 
and wherever you turn. It strikes me that we, we must be strong and courageous because we're part of a line of brave and fearless men and women. I, I honestly believe I'm in this line. Don't you? I hope you read the word like that. I honestly believe this is my, it's not my bloodline, it's my DNA line. This is my characteristic line. This is the real me line. It runs through this book with the great heroes of the faith. But it's not just the biblical men and women. There's, there's another line. There's, there's a line of those who were strong and courageous so that we can enjoy what they fought for. It's been incredibly moving, hasn't it, this week? The D-Day the, the um, um, tributes and, and, and memories. And, and that's been a theme, hasn't it? Men, and, men who gave their lives so others could live. In a spiritual sense, there are those who were strong and courageous so we could enjoy what we enjoy. They insisted that we're saved by faith. They died for that truth. They challenged the concept of a sacred building. They called out for God to baptize them in the Holy Spirit in a time when that was not common. But they believed the word. They believed this was for today. They called on God to fill them with the Spirit. They weren't rest. They, they tarried. They waited. They stood before God until they received power. They declared that the church was still today apostolic. Not in some form of a creed of words in theory, but in practice. They insisted that signs and wonders belong on the street not in the building, not just in the gatherings. We stand in a line of brave and fearless men and women who would not compromise what they knew to be true. And I just feel we must not take that for granted. We must not break the chain. We must not break the chain. You must not break the chain. You owe it to your kids. We must stand firm in what we've inherited. One, one of my often thoughts in the past and still today is, is I have a responsibility to be strong and courageous, not just for me, but for my children. I wanted, I've always wanted my boys to, to see something worth giving their lives for, to see um, something that would, was worth following and an adventure that was worth pursuing. I hope you feel the same. We must not break the chain. We stand in a line of the brave and fearless, and I must not break the chain. Be brave, Dave. Be strong. Be courageous. In the New Testament, Paul writes to the Corinthian church, 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13. He says, be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. And in that, um, in that New Testament uh, reference to these two characteristics, 
The word for courageous means to act as a man, as a full-grown, mature man, to be responsible and courageous by taking the initiative God reveals through faith. Wow. Be courageous. God has initiatives to reveal to us. We've got to take them. We've got to act like men. Act like mature men, mature women. The message version says, keep your eyes open. Hold tight to your convictions. Give it all you've got. Be resolute and love without stopping. I like that. Love without stopping. We must be strong and courageous because this is our time. And we have everything we need. God is with us. We're with one another. This is a a great church. We have a great God. We have great promises. We have a great heritage. We have a great destiny ahead of us. Let's be strong and courageous all the days, in all of life, in our church, in our mission field. I really do believe this is time for major expansion, major enlargement. God's moving clouds. God's at work on our behalf. Things are shifting. This is our time, folks. We will succeed. We will succeed. Success is ours. Let's not break the chain. Let's keep our eyes open, holding tight to our convictions, giving it all we've got, being resolute, and loving without stopping. Amen. Amen. It's my prayer that a a fresh new growing, and I believe we'll understand more of what this means, to be strong and courageous in these days. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.